0: Things are busy in the American soccer world right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Backheeled Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on this episode, we're diving into some of that busyness. We'll chat about Vlatko Andonovski's resignation from his post as U.S. Women's National Team Manager. We'll talk about the return of the NWSL and Major League Soccer regular seasons. We'll chat about the League's Cup final and about some Americans abroad, and we'll do it all in just 10 minutes or less, because here at Backfield, we believe that just because soccer games are 90 minutes long doesn't mean that soccer podcasts have to be. So, let's get to it and talk soccer. Right off the bat, we'll hit Vlako Andonofsky's exit from the USWNT Not a surprise here, right? This was necessary. Vlatko's contract did not expire until the end of this calendar year, but after a flop at the World Cup and after struggling at the Olympics back in Tokyo a couple of summers earlier, this was a natural next step for the United States. He resigned and U.S. soccer confirmed that resignation on Thursday morning. It was a tough job for Vlatko. I do want to say that. It's not easy to be the coach of the United States women's national team with the expectations that come along with that position but Vlaco did not do well in the midst of that expectation. He conducted himself professionally, and I do want to give him credit for that. And we got a little glimpse of that in a statement from him that came out on Thursday saying, It's been the honor of my life to coach the talented, hardworking players of the USWNT. It's a good quote from Vlaco, and by all accounts, the players seemed to like him, and there were good parts of the Vlacko era. But on the whole, and I wrote this for Backheel.com, It was a failure. And so it is time for a new option. The U.S. will have an interim manager ahead of their games next month against South Africa. They've got two later in September. They'll have an interim coach for who knows how long at this point. But the next permanent hire is not an obvious one. There's no no no-brainer type of choice. Serena Wiegmann's name has been tossed around a lot, but her contract does not end with England until 2025. And even at that point, or before that point, who's to assume that she wants the U.S. job? You know, the U.S. job might be a slightly bigger one than England at this point, but England have done quite well for themselves. They're in the World Cup final. Wiegmann won the Euros with that team. It's not obvious that she would want to jump from that ship. After Wiegmann, who else is on that list? Ikeda from Japan is someone that I've been incredibly impressed with, but... There are challenges there, and it's hard to say if U.S. soccer would go for a manager that has never had any sort of connection to the American game, whether that's right or wrong. There are certainly a lack of American options. I think about Laura Harvey who's coaching the OL Reign, someone who's been involved in U.S. soccer before, but not someone that I've been especially impressed with at the club level. It's not easy, right? This process is not easy, and I would bet on this whole thing taking some time. I don't think there's going to be a permanent hire announced in the near future, not in the next month probably not in the next few months. I think this is going to be a big chance for U.S. soccer to reevaluate how they've structured their organization on the women's side. Kate Margraf probably not going to be involved at this point going forward. And the coaching process will then come along with some of those more big picture decisions. Again, we'll have to wait and see who that hire is going to be. Now, let's talk about the domestic game. The NWSL and MLS regular seasons are back, folks. We have a chance in MLS to see some new signings on the field, and the same will be true in the NWSL. We'll get some players back on the field in both of those leagues. I want to toss out one game to watch that I'm going to be watching for both the NWSL and Major League Soccer. Let's start in MLS. We have a chance to see the game of the weekend, really, in the Columbus crew taking on FC Cincinnati. That will be at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. This is a partially new-look Columbus crew team. We got a taste of them in League's Cup, but this will be a longer look at them after some major moves in the offseason. Lucas Zellerian leaving, Diego Rossi coming in, Julian Gressel coming in. This could be a really, really fun team and an even better team between now and the end of the regular season. On the other side, FC Cincinnati, have been the best team on points in Major League Soccer this year, right? They are the supporter shield front runners. So many reasons to watch them. I want to get a longer look, just like I want to get a longer look at the crew. I want to get a longer look at Aaron Bupenza in that front two next to Brendan Vasquez with Lucio Acosta floating underneath them in that 3-4-1-2 shape. That's going to be a really fun attacking group. It's a fun stylistic clash as well between Wilfred Dance and the crew who want to control the ball and really build methodically and then break lines through possession and Pat Noonan's team that is much more content to play in transition with the occasional press and the occasional spell of actual control of the ball. It's gonna be a great atmosphere. It's gonna be a great crowd in Columbus. I am pumped for this game. I'll be watching that on Sunday evening. And then I'll also be watching, in the NWSL, a 1v2 matchup, the number one team in the NWSL table, which is very, very tight right now, in the North Carolina Courage, traveling to Portland to take on the number two team, the Portland Thorns. That'll be Sunday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. The Courage want to keep the ball and are really, really committed to that. Portland also like to have possession, but they're very comfortable playing transition as well out of that 4 3 3 shape. So, this could be a good stylistic clash as well. And it'll be interesting to see which World Cup players are going to return to action. As that tournament comes to a close in the US, certainly already having been eliminated. Lots of good soccer coming back between the NWSL and MLS, both returning with their regular season play. Another competition that's not starting back up but is winding down is Leagues Cup. We've got a Leagues Cup final coming to you on Saturday between Nashville SC, they'll be the home team, and Inter Miami. That game will be at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday. There's been a lot of talk about Inter-Miami so far, and understandably so. We've never seen anything like this before in Major League Soccer. It is the best thing, having Lionel Messi in this league, that's ever happened to Major League Soccer. Lots of reasons to talk about them. I want to highlight Nashville, though, for just a moment. I have tons of respect for what they have done so far. It looks like they finally hit on a number nine in Sam Sturridge. They get past Club America. They get past Monterey in this competition. And Sturridge has been a big part of that. He's played three games, come off the bench in all three. And he scored in all three. He has not yet played a full 90 minute match. I think he should start in this final against Inter Miami, but he's been excellent running the channels, breaking in behind, being an option in the box, serving as a hold up option deeper downfield. He looks like the piece Nashville have missed, and then Hani Mukhtar has been excellent alongside him. And even when he's not been on the field, Surge, Hani has a goal and five assists in his last three games. I mean, this guy is just unbelievable. And Nashville are very capable, probably more capable than any team into miami have faced so far, of shutting down Lionel Messi and Sergio Busquets in a way that no other MLS team has done. Finally, a quick note on Americans abroad. The Bundesliga and Serie A both start this weekend, which means players like Gio Reyna, Christian Pulisic, Tim Weah, Eunice Musa, Weston mckennie they're all getting back into action. Gio Reyna, though, won't be on the field for Borussia Dortmund. He is still out with that ongoing calf injury that he suffered against Canada in the CONCACAF Nations League final over the summer. No Reyna, and he might end up missing the September window for the United States men's national team as well, which robs us of seeing how he integrates back into a Greg Berhalter team. No Giorena, but a very good chance we see a lot of Americans in Italy this weekend, with Musa and Polisek linking up with AC Milan and Wea and McKenny linking up with Juventus. I'm very curious to see how all four of those players fare early on in this league season. From Americans Abroad to Vlako Andonofsky to domestic soccer, that is it for this episode of the Backheeled Show. If you enjoyed, go check out backheeled.com and check us out on social media at Backheel. We've got a fresh new look all the way across the website and social and new video content coming out every day as well. You won't want to miss it. But for now, folks, we'll talk to you again real soon.